pressing on the upward way you hide some gaining every day still praying as I'm on my path Lord plant my feet on higher Lord lift me up Let's cut those voices.
praise, amen. We'd like to take this opportunity to welcome every believer in the house. Hallelujah. Are we all happy to be in the house of the Lord? Just shake the hand of your brother or the sister next to you and say, Welcome, my brother, into the house of the Lord. You've made the right decision. This is the place you should be. We're going to raise the key. Just give me E, my brother. Ositi Busa. 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 Busa, 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 Baba, Kena, All the kids, if they can just uh, move out to the Sunday school area, we have an issue with space. Everybody who regards himself as a child, him or herself as a child, they can just make their way to the Sunday school area. Amen. We can clap those hands for the Lord. It's the house of the Lord. Hallelujah.
Hallelujah. We're going to praise the Lord this, this afternoon. Hallelujah. How many have got their dancing shoes in the house of the Lord? closed, hands raised, and just appreciate the Lord. Amen. I'm going to request uh, our elder brother Chetty to just come and open the service with the word of prayer. Amen. Let's just tell our Lord we love him. Amen. We love you, Lord. We adore you, Lord. 
service dear God but that is because of the revelation of the faith father that we have in this hour dear God that oh Lord you could have left us father this this afternoon dear God you could have left us in in confusion father you could have left us in doubt this this afternoon dear Lord we could have been lost Lord so caught up in religion dear Lord Jesus because man has to worship something, dear Lord. But Lord, this, this afternoon, Father Lord, we are caught up, Father, in a heavenly atmosphere, in Christ Jesus, Father, in the realms, Father, of a faith, O God, of a message, dear Lord, of a rapturing faith, dear Lord, of a prophetic ministry, dear Lord Jesus, a major prophet, dear Lord, a message, O God, that has come, Lord, to us personally, dear Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. And oh God, it just pricks our heart, oh God, and puts us into a position, Father. And oh God, this, this afternoon, dear Lord, we want to stand spotless, Father. Hallelujah. We want to stand, Lord, washed with the blood of Jesus Christ, Father. Lord. Knowing, Lord, that this message is the, is the bleeding word, Father God. Yeah. Bringing us, Lord, to a position where once man couldn't fellowship with God. But through that blood, Father God, 
He is now in a communion, Father God. And this, this afternoon, Father God, we could speak back to the over God and we know that you will respond to us, Father. And you will speak to us, O oh God. And you will instruct us, Father. It's a historical moment, Father God. Lord, just think of the great man Napoleon and Hitler and all of them, dear God, when they conquered the lands, Father. And they got a great name for themselves, Father. But Lord, this night is even greater than that, Father. Uh, Lord, it may not be on the news and, and the TVs and the media, dear God, but it's in your book, Father. The angels are rejoicing, Father, because the bride is overcome by the blood of the Lamb, by the words of her testimony, dear Lord. She's become one with your word, Father. She has thus saith the Lord, or she'll stand still, Father. Oh God, we're living in biblical times, dear Lord. The same God that worked or walked on the sea of Galilee, dear Lord Jesus. The same God is walking amongst us, dear Lord. In us and through us, dear Lord. You could send our brother Godwin, dear Lord Jesus. Goodwill, Father, Lord, from so far away, dear Lord, in Zimbabwe, dear God. And bring him just in a moment of perfect timing, dear God. Lord, to, to deal with situations and and Lord, bring confidence and assurance to the little bride out here, dear Lord, that all is well. We have heard the message. Shalom, dear Lord Jesus. We just want to thank you so much, Lord, for our brothers coming over, dear Lord, from Zimbabwe, dear Lord Jesus, and, 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 and the children of God, Father, each one of us coming and leaving our home, just coming out, Lord, in, in the cold, in the wind, Father. But Lord, they come to hear from you, Father. They come to rejoice with the saints, Lord. We just commit this entire meeting unto you, dear Lord Jesus. And oh God, that you would just bring us up to a place, Lord, this night, Father. Bring us up to a faith that we will be assured in our hearts and settled in our souls, settled in our minds, Father God, that the battle is won, Father. And we claim it, we believe it, Father. Just not some make-up faith, Father, but a reality, Father, this night. So we pray, bless the bride of Jesus Christ, Father. Bless your servant, Father. And all that we may do, Lord, in this service, Father, this night, O oh God, that you may get the glory, because thou art the captain of the host. Thou art the one and only, Father. Thou art precious, Father. So we pray in the name of Jesus Christ, committing it all to you. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Just before we go to our special song testimonies, as they are putting up the list, let us just sing one song. Then immediately after that, we'll give them a chance. Just give me a full tone higher. Tina Zilinde Lusugu.
seats just for a minute. Um, we have given, I've been given a note that there is no song testimonies. So I'll just allow our elders to just collect the offerings and uh, let us just take a, a simple song. Um, let us say I have a maker and then when they are done then we will call move to the next part of our program. I have a maker He formed my Just worship him. He knows my name. He 
So if our elders are ready, they can just make their way to the floor so that we can take the service to the next part. Amen. The most important part, the word of God. Amen. Amen. So we're just going to keep on singing these hymns uh, until we get a signal. Then we will all rise and hand over the service. Let's just say, the great physician now is near. The sympathizing Jesus. Amen. Okay, just give me a key. Just lower it, send it on. Again. Again, just give it to me. Give me the, give me the notes. The great physician is near i 
Let's just say it's a wonderful day. Amen. How many believe it's a wonderful day today? It's a wonderful day. Oh, yes. It's a wonderful day. It's a wonderful day. It's a wonderful day. Oh, yes. Wonderful day.
God. Amen. If they will still want to give us more time, by all means. We will just take a worshiping song and go into that prayerful mode once more, one more time. As we'll be ushering in the ark of the Lord. Amen. Let us be in expectation. Amen. Let's see. Yebolina Manja Ikama. Yebolina Manja. Yebolina Manja. Yebolina Manja.
many are happy and how many believe the name of Jesus has power. Amen. Amen. We are happy to come for the second service. I see brother by Pastor Tebele here. A round of applause for you. Amen. Now, uh, without waste of time, uh, the elder Pastor Godwin Chizin is in the building. Amen. How many were blessed by the first service? Amen. Uh, he was just uh, taking a stance on uh, various issues as an elder. And I said he must feel free. He must speak to us as an elder. He must not be uh, shy away from going direct. Amen. We are of the right pedigree. How many agree with that? We've got the DNA of the message. Amen. Now, I don't know. He said we must call him with a, a beautiful song that he, that he can take home. Oh, wait, wait. later on, he's here. Oh, oh, amen. He's an elder. Let's put this one direct. Amen. A round of applause for him. Amen. 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 They put they food they put few food before us, and uh, we began to feast. Uh, so I'm so glad. I just saw that South Africa has a, a, an economy for people to be able to do that, and many places it cannot be done. To sit so many places, people in that kind of a place and eat until your tummy is full. It's only in America we see that. And I try to say, brethren, we are not here to eat. We are here for the business. But they also want us to eat, so it was very kind, very nice. I enjoyed it. May God bless you all. Now we are back in the house of God, and I want to just make sure that when you go home, you have got something with you. So otherwise, you say, what was it all about? So again, we are going to turn in our Bibles to the book of Revelation, chapter 3. And we are going to start at verse 20. <clears throat> we are saying Revelation chapter 3. Revelation chapter 3, we are starting at verse 20. I hope you will be blessed once more. Three young men came from Zimbabwe to just support, including my son. So I'm so happy they did come. Uh, we want to announce to you that although we have a very big church where we meet that can sit comfortably, about 6,000, we are building another one. We already have the land. We are not going back on that. We are building one that will sit 15,000. We have the land already. We are going to do it. If people can build a big place to drink beer in, build in a lot of places to sin in, and if we want to have a chance 
so that our conventions will not be restricted to just a few days. We can go for a week and then we say, brother, so-and-so is an expert on this. He's going to help us on this. This choir sings so well, so like the gift of singing is in South Africa. There's no question about it. There is no question. Message believers from South Africa will be singing in heaven. Because every true gift comes from above. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's very amazing how it's so easy. You know, sometimes even some of our young people, when South African singers come to Zimbabwe, we just don't attempt to say, don't go, because we might. They, they want to go there because there's good singers from here. It's just a blessing that is upon this nation. Amen. It's a tribal blessing like the children of Israel. Some had the scepter, some had the priesthood, and some had the understanding of the mysteries of God, and so forth and so forth. So South Africa has that gift. Even Brother Branham acknowledged it. And he said, you had you, there with him, Dr. Boswell, and said, you know, I've taught people, I've been conducting singings, but in there, I've seen that those people, they have singing that is beyond all our training. It's amazing. It's here. And some of the people you won't listen to. But they are such good singers. Sometimes if we are in a shop and I listen to Benjamin Dube singing, I say, my goodness, I wish I had time to bring this man in the message. They are good singers. And if I manage to do what I'm trying to do, that I will have a place where I can come to and, and sometimes bring in people that you don't want to see and sit down with them until I make them see the message. Then I bring them to you after they see it. Because there is such a potential we can't ignore. We just cannot ignore it. Can we say amen to that? Now let's carry on to the real business. The scripture says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come to him and will sup with him and he with me. And to him that overcometh will I grant to sit with me in my throne even as I also overcame and am set down with my father in his throne. This is the highest stake that was offered Down through the ages, God has offered many things. But the greatest reward was given to this age. Because this is the hardest of all the ages. It's much easier to die for the faith than to live for it. You hear what I said? It's much easier to die for the faith than to live for it in such a deceiving age. This is a terrible age. This is why the the Holy Ghost never makes a mistake. It's a deceiving age. Loudest here I said, here is a woman that is stuck naked and blind and does not even know it. So great is the deception in this hour that even the politicians, the kings and United Nations and all these have been deceived by the devil until they say a man can marry another man. Can you imagine how deep that deception? It is in the realm of insanity. But this is the age. 
And in that age, Jesus said, those in that age will be the closest to me because they are the greatest overcomer because they are meeting the full wrath of the devil. This is a combat zone. This is not a picnic. You cannot take chances with strangers. You cannot take chances with strangers. Otherwise, you'll have spies in your midst. Because in warfare, there's a lot of suspicion. You must be suspicious because there's spies. This hour, it's coming head to head. The battle that started in heaven between angels and angels is now being concluded here on earth. Concluded here on earth between fallen angels and the reasonable children of God. Human beings that have been lifted up to the realm where they are higher than angels. I have a little message for the brother from Ghana that speaks to a certain angel. I want him to speak to the angel that speak to him and give him this message and say, Pastor Chisinde said, you are not an angel from God because you are not speaking the same way that the angel that came before you spoke. If it is true that he speaks to that angel, I want him to speak to that angel and tell him that. And if it's any issue, he can come and see me. Because who is more powerful? An angel on the pulpit or an angel with wings? Answer me. The angel on the pulpit. That's why Paul say if an angel comes and says something different, let him be accursed. If that angel told him to use oil, let him be accursed. If that angel told him to wash people's feet with oil, let him be accursed. Because the angel that came before him, he told us to sing only believe and pray for the people. This is warfare. This is no time for the chicken hearted. This is now Revelation chapter 10. The bottomless pit has been opened. Versus Revelation chapter 10. Revelation chapter 9, bottomless pit open. The devil come down with his demons. But our master strategist, five star general Jesus, he opened a little book. The word will defeat Satan anytime, anywhere, under any circumstances. Hallelujah! Under any circumstances, the word will defeat Satan. Why did he bring a little book? Because in the book, there is the title deeds. There is the full restoration. Every other church, every other church age, they did not have the title deed. They didn't have the power of the spoken word. They did not have the authority to speak in the revelation of their faith. And they can speak things and things happen. The power of the third pool. And some other people want to bring us back to the second pool. Brother, we know better than that. We have reason about that. We left the second pool in 1956 when we came to go for the bride. The Pentecostals, they are hanging around the second pool, which is prophecy. But we have risen higher and we are in the third pool. The power of the spoken word. He was told first and second pool will not catch the bride. It will catch the Pentecostals. And it did. And they are stuck there. But the bride, the rainbow trout, 
it's a mystery. Some declaration in silence. And yet, God's rich in mercy. Because you say, why do people eat in the dustbin? Why do people finally go at night to listen to prophets from, from these places? Because they are hungry. My God, using the spoken word and using the Bible is able to meet the challenges of the hour. What I need, I get it from there without seeing an angel. Brother Branham says, if you want something, you plant the seed. And it's the seed of the word. If you want healing, plant the seed. The, the word about healing, the more you speak it, the more you believe it. And the more you believe it, the more you speak it. And then one day, it comes right by your door. Right by your door. Nothing to fear. Can we say amen to that? Let's pray. Dear God, our heavenly father. So happy to have your children in this great nation. This nation means so much to us as Africans. Because somewhere in this nation, there was people that were representing the spirit of an African. How an African under certain circumstances with his savage dignity can defy the armies of England and overcome them. You did it for a purpose. That the Africans will never be suppressed forever. But somewhere there they will realize there are people too. That can stand for a dignity and a fr- for a principle. You have made us friends of your prophet. Your prophet wanted, he loved us. He spoke kindly and he wanted to be with us. And his word has found a resting place among us. And here we are as the mighty gentle warriors. Defending the dignity of the message in this hour. When he is rejected, we are saying send all the books here. Send all the tapes here. If you don't want him, we want him here. We want that message and the messenger. Lord, our heavenly father, we thank thee for the message and the messenger. We thank thee that though you did not call us to the other feasts, but this last one, when the messenger and his message was rejected because they now want gay parties, he came to us. And here is the message here. Lord, we are ready to do everything you want us to do. Because we see our representation there. Being called last as the rejected people. And the forsaken people. Being called. Because God in his anger. He's saying go to the highways and byways. And bring those people that are not supposed to be here. Lord, we are not supposed to be here. But you knew. He had to offer it to them. And when they rejected, then you bring us. Your secret army that you have trained secretly. Lord, let our Lord your will be done in Jesus' name. Amen. We may be seated. Hallelujah. These things go on record. You can never say, I never said it. If you don't want to say, I never said it, don't say, don't even say it. If you don't want to say, if you don't want people to say what you have said, don't say it. Because someone will. Um, I want to read a quotation here from the message anointed ones. And Brother Branham says in paragraph 115, but watch, Jesus said that in the last age, in the end time again, the two spirits would be close together again. Is that right? 
Now notice, it will be closer than was. This is the end time. All children, God have mercy upon us. Till, till it will be so real. Till it will deceive the very elected, if possible. Now how are you going to, how did we tell it in them days? How are you going to tell it today? The same way, stay with the word. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Now, care all this message. And when you listen to this tape, even maybe I will be gone someday when the Lord has finished with me here on earth. You will refer back to this. Listen to my voice, what I'm telling you. If he takes me before his coming, just remember, I spoke it to you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. By the word of the Lord, yes. That's Brother Pranam. And then he went on to say, be so close together that would deceive the elect if it were possible. Would do the same signs, the same miracles by the same spirit. Is that right congregation? Just like the prophets was that we just talked about prophets. Now also it is written. Let's turn, let's turn to it. This one, if you want. Second Timothy 3. Let's not leave this one. We are not going to read it. Look at the clock up there. I want to omit a lot of this. I don't think we should do it. Notice, I'm standing here perspiring like I am. See? But I'm happy. And I know that this is the truth. Second Timothy 3 8. Janis and Jambres. Janis and Jambres did not fake a miracle. We are having people that are faking miracles, making someone who is not sick standing there, you sit in the wheelchair and so forth and faking prophecies. But the battle is going to heat up and there will be real demons from hell that will be able to tell you the name of your grandmother, grandfather, everything because they have access to all that. They will say, we have walked all over the place. We see you come from Zimbabwe. We have walked all over the place. We see you come from a place that is called Mazoe. We have walked all over the place. We see your mother's name was Priscilla. And then you say, my goodness, God is here. He's not there. These are definition spirits. Brother Branham told us because according to the universal program of God, the final message is what Brother Branham had. 2,000 years ago, brought Jesus, God brought the Messiah here on earth according to his promise. And those who said, no, they, he will send another one. He has not sent another one. Because in his program, that's it. When God promised that before the dreadful and terrible day of the Lord, I will send you the spirit of Elijah on a man that will not compromise. He will fear neither friend nor foe, but he will declare my word and I'll have him trained. Can we say amen to that? Brother Branham was not cheap labor, but he was trained in the hard way. Hallelujah! One day he had a dream and in the dream, he, his trainer in the boxing 
was beating him so hard during the training. The man called Six Second Smith. And he was, he was complaining and it turned out it was God training him. God is not having cheap labor. Brother Branham was trained not to listen to the voice of in-laws or outlaws or bishops or pastors. But to listen to one voice. The voice of God. And Brother Branham was always ready to leave this earth at any time. He didn't care. All he cared for is that what he speaks is the truth of God. Hallelujah. There is no other official voice in the Bible because it says then the third angel came in Revelation chapter 14 and that angel, he revealed the mark of the beast. The mark of the beast will never be known by speaking in tongues or by seminary or anything. It will know, it is known by revelation. According to someone that was ordained to reveal the mark of the beast. The churches have guessed all about it and said it may be, it may be the Pope, it might be what is much deeper than the Pope. The Pope is just another victim of religion. What is it turning out to be? Hallelujah! There was Jezebel, Catholic Church. There was Atalia, the daughter of Jezebel. Who is Atalia? That Pentecostal movement. The thing that is trying to creep into the message. To bring spiritual death to the message. The house of Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat was a good man. But he did not care about Elijah. Elijah was there in his day. But Elijah. Jehoshaphat was busy getting prospering. And breakthrough and all that. While Elijah was in the land. Revealing the secret. Not just of Jezebel. But of the seed of Jezebel. Amen. So it was Jehoshaphat who was the king of Judah. Where there was the scepter. Where there was the Levite. Where there was the ark of God. But he was so reckless. Entertaining people that are speaking unscriptural things. He would make friends with Ahab. Ahab was worshipping the idols. And the golden cows. That were built by Jeroboam. But when they sat together. They were calling each other brother. What was the result? Jehoshaphat's son married Ahab's daughter. And that's, they got Jehoshaphat exactly where they wanted him to be. Mongrelization. What is the next step there? They began to cancel and influence this new king who was the son of Jehoshaphat. And they told him, for you to be a strong king, kill your brothers. And he killed his brothers. Think about it. His wife was Atalia. He killed his own brothers. And they, they, they did not stop there. When the judgment of Jehu came, he was found in the rogue company. And Jehu said, this man should have known better. He's a better, he's a bad example. Kill him as well. And he was killed. When he died, then his own mother, the, the queen mother, which was Atalia now, she killed her own grandchildren. The children, which are seed? It is the seed royal. The children, the descendants of David, they were killed by Atalia. Once you get this thing onto the highway, you only have yourself to blame. Hear me and hear me well. We don't want this Pentecostal suit, the Pentecostal uh, prophecy from West Africa. No, sir, we don't want that. 
If I if it means if everyone wants him here, I'll never put a foot here. I don't even care. But this is clearly Atalia. You say, what are you saying? Read the Bible and see. The Bible says I have this against you because you suffer this woman Jezebel. How did Jezebel come into the New Testament? Because it is the Catholic Church that slaughtered the church and also twisted and brought in the Catholic Church which is Baal worship. It is Baal. It is, it is very clear. What has the Pentecostals done today? The Pentecostal leaders of America, they have gone to speak with the Pope, they have made a covenant, they are dependent on behalf of the church. Because all the people who think the white rose rite of chapter 6 is the Holy Spirit, they are all going to receive the mark of the beast. Without the revelation of the seals, I don't care how good, how nice, how holy, you will receive the mark of the beast. Who is that right that the white horse right of Revelation chapter 6? It is none other than the devil himself imitating religion. All our Pentecostals, all these, they say, yeah, that is the Holy Spirit. <laughs> they got you. Without Elijah, they could not see what the future was holding. Can we say amen to that? That's why God said, I'll send you the prophet Elijah. And when he was sent, you see, when John the Baptist came, God cleared the way. He cleared the period of 400 years. Not even a prophet, not even one. And before Malachi 4 came, when he was coming, God cleared the way. When he went around, he, they could say, he has turned the prophet. Because he could say, if I be a man of God. If this woman that is there in the hospital now, dying as you say in your doctors, if she's not well and up and shopping in three days, put a sign on me that I'm a false prophet. Let our brother from Ghana say, if this does not happen, put a sign on him. We'll put one on him right away. Right away. Because he thinks that he said that he failed. So we can put the sign and write him and give him the ticket money to go to Ghana. Go tell him. This is warfare. Kindness. Because Jehoshaphat, all his grandchildren, they were killed by Atalia. First of all, his own son receiving that poison. He killed his own brothers. The sons of Jehoshaphat were killed by his son. Where do you find that in the message? The message don't do that. But when you mix with those people, that they believe in putting curses and killing people and so we don't believe in that. If you don't agree with someone, you pray for him that God can convert him. So if you want to know where does Pentecostal stand today, they stand ready, queuing for the mark of the beast. And they are so happy to receive it because it is a passport for them to prosper. Money means so much. The only way to have the money in the coming time is by having the man of the, the, the mark of the beast. Now, the, the 400 prophets of Ahab, do you think any of them would say, would protest Queen Jezebel? They were eating at, the, at Ahab's table. And in there, when they were praying, they were going like this. 
Because they wanted the money. They wanted the money in it. They were living right. And then they were sunk when Ahab was going to uh, wanted support for his campaign against Syria. They knew very well that if you prophesy against Ahab, he will not put you on the payroll. They said what they knew the men wanted to hear. The Pentecostal prophets, all the many people, they say you are going to be a prominent doctor, prominent this, they will not even happen. But by then they will have collected the money. Everyone is given something. I see, I see you on the front page of a, of a magazine. They, that will not even happen. They are trying to say, if you have any money, seed now the money. It has become a cheap religion. I used to be a Pentecostal myself. I used to interpret one of the Pentecostals from South Africa. Nicholas Bengu is one man that laid hands on me. I didn't ask him to do that. When he saw me with my brother, my another brother who preaches with me, when we went to see him, fortunately, there was no, not many people. He just kneel down, boys, I want to pray for you. He's a man we respected because he was a real straightforward man. And another guy that was leading the apostolic faith, yes, any other things in Zimbabwe, they, nothing touches my head. I don't, I don't care what it is. When you let someone pray for you, you are saying, what is you? Let it come to me. So, the scripture says, uh, whatever, Peter said, whatever, what I, what I have, I give unto you. If a man can't live a Christian life, if he lays on the new, what comes upon him? Probably what he has. What can a man give if he doesn't have? And you expose your people to be prayed for by an unproven, uncertain sound in this hour. That is treason. It is treason. An uncertain sound. We have tasted the sweet, wet waters. And now someone brings water that is not even known. Raw sewage water from West Africa. I am responsible for what I am saying. Because if what I received is not the Holy Ghost, then, then it means I am doomed. But if it is the Holy Ghost that I received through this message, I am not doomed when I condemn that. The Jubilee trumpet was not just anybody picking up a trumpet. It was a special trumpet that was sounded on a special day by a special man. And an ordinary person was not even allowed to even imitate that trumpet. Even on a vuvuzela, he was not allowed because you can confuse the people. If a man stands and th- says, that say the Lord, that is a vuvuzela. We don't want to hear that. It's to confuse the people. So that when people see where Brother Branham say, that say the, the Lord, then the people say, oh, okay, just like Brother Sonso. There is no comparison. There's no comparison between a hyena and a lion. I don't, we don't want these hyenas from that place. We want men of God that come and are humble and are following the message. Not trying to introduce. I already started that phenomenon. I know what it is. This is a combat zone. 200 million devils. According to Revelation chapter 9. They are here on earth today. 
The bottomless pit was open there. Here, they are causing people to be gazed. They are causing people to be all these murderers and some so bad. They possessed Hitler's soldiers and they killed six million Jews without even having no sleep. They were sleeping calmly and everything because they were demon possessed. Mm-hmm. This is what the message is all about. It's a combat zone. This is why Malachi 4, he said, when I'm gone, come back to this. Come back to this. You see what it is? By this we will overcome. We overcome. In any case, brother Paul, when he wrote in paragraph 119, he says, But Paul said, if an angel comes from heaven and speaks any other word to you than what I said, let him be accused. Now an angel came down. Second Thessalonians said, I'm sorry. uh, Notice in Second Timothy 3.8, Paul speaking, said, let's begin again. Let's begin. All right. Paul was saying, these are perilous times. And these are the perilous times. Why? But watch this fellow come out in paragraph 136 of the same book. Anointed ones, paragraph 136. But watch this fellow when he comes. Janice and Jabri walked out before Moses and publicly before the people and performed every miracle that Moses could do. They will deceive the very elect if possible. That's right. Performed the same thing that Moses did. You get it? Now remember, it's thus saith the Lord. It's thus says the scripture. That it will repeat again in the last days. What was the difference between Moses and Jambres? Moses said, let blood come in the water. And this false prophet said, sure, we put blood in the water too. And it happened. And so Moses said, let there come fleas. What was that getting to? Straight from God. And what did he do? He said, we sure can do fleas as well. They did it. Any miracle that Moses could do, they could do. Remember, keep that in mind. We are coming to it after a while. They can do anything the rest of them can do, but they can't stay with that word. They can't stay with the word. Mm. These impersonators. Do you know why they are impersonators? They did not have a message. Their message when they threw their rods and they turned into snakes, it was to defeat Moses' message. That's all. Anybody in this message who is doing discernment, he's got a wrong spirit. He must stop if he's a believer. He's trying to really water down the message. He can never have it 100% because all the time they are seeing the desires of the people. If a certain boy wants a certain girl, it's all over. And when you get into the spirit, you just see that lady around that man and say, I see this one. He says, speak on men of God. We are seeing the desire. But a true prophet of the age, he can see what the spirit of God is saying. And he can come and say, brother, be careful. Don't marry that girl. And then you say, but, 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 you are playing, the devil is really alive. He's not a bad thought. 
He is a spirit that could deceive in heaven. Where the light never went out. What of here where sometimes there are no lights and the devil can move around? The only thing is stay with the word. When we talk of the word, we are talking of the word of that hour. If you want to build an ark now, that's not the word. It's the history of the word. Can we say amen to that? Brother Branham says here in the message, greatest battle of Christianity versus paganism, paragraph 78, he says, I was reading it here one time, I believe it was Irenaeus or Martin, some Bible student, that's better verse. Okay, had a gold, somebody came with a, bet, a, a, a gold crown and white robe and shoes inlaid with gold and said, I am the Christ, confess me. That saint wouldn't do it. That real prophet of God stood there, waited, and he said again three times, I am Christ, confess me. He said, our Christ doesn't come like that. That's right. You've got to know the word. Stay on the word. See, the great battle is at hand. Now we have played church for years and years, but the hour has come now that when Janice and Jambre will stand with St. Moses, as the Bible said they would, and it's going to be a spiritual conflict. There will be some that will just continue. The denomination will continue. Just move on into denomination. It can go on their way. It goes. But I mean the real true believer is coming to that battlefield. You better be versed and know what you are doing. Or you could take an evil spirit so easy and not know it. If it's contrary to this word, don't believe it. Stay with that word. You see it? When people are overrun, they've been overrun by the enemy. Even pastors are helping their people to queue to do something completely off the word. To take off their shoes, to have their feet anointed. What for? Whose instruction for what? Another angel. We don't know. That angel has nothing to do with the message. God will never send one, send someone with a message after sending Paul with a message that he has and then send another one behind him and say, no, we want to create a little bit of competition. God does not do that. He has one official message. That's why the letters, the pastoral letters that Paul wrote to the churches in his time, this is the Bible of today. He was writing as a pastor, writing to the church, but it was just the, le- the word of God. And he even said, if anyone is spiritual, if anyone thinks he's a prophet or spiritual, let him acknowledge that these things that I'm writing, it is the word of God. And then he said, let, let your women keep silence in your churches, for they are not permitted to speak. That was Paul. But the Holy Spirit upon a Pentecostal says, Go to a sister and say, I see God has called you to be a missionary and evangelist. God does not do things like that. You are seeing that that is the desire that she has, but the desire is unscriptural. So you say, Pastor, you mean God does not call women to, 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 to become pastors? 
does he does God call men to become to, to become redeemed and raise children? Everyone has a duty. Sisters, what you go through in childbirth, there's no man that can go through that. Women would run away and never even appear anywhere near that. I have hunted lions. I've killed, I have hunted lions, both male and female. One time we killed a male lion. That is the female. We had big trouble. That female followed us right up to the camp. We fired shots at it. We could not get her to leave us. But if you shoot the female, we shot the female all on license. The way the male ran away, we said, hey. <laughs> the men are not as loyal to their wives as the wives are to their wives, to their husbands. Look at how quick men get married if the wife dies. It takes a cheap sister to be remarried after the death of her husband in the message. Most of them say, no, no, no. Leave me alone. I, 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 I cannot imagine. I'm just waiting for the day when I cross the line and my husband will be waiting for me. I got so many of those widows. They'll tell you that I'm waiting every day to see when God will swing low the sweet chariot so I can cross the line and fall in the hands of my husband. But hardly before even the grave has dried up, the man is already looking for another one. This is why the church is likened to a woman. So I know what I'm talking about. Now listen to this. Brother Branham says here in the in God in Simplicity, paragraph one zero eight one one triple one. All right. Brother Branham says it's just like an army going to fight. We got spies in England. England's got spies here. The spies are in, in, in and out around the world. Why? They are searching out our military secrets. When we find some kind of military secret, as soon as they can find it, they take the same thing or some to combat it. It's a warfare. The greatest warfare is going on is a spiritual warfare. Now, when God knowed that this was going to come to pass, he did for his children, just like the United States Army does for its army. We give the men a helmet to wear. Because we know he's going to use it. We give him a spade to get, dig it. We know it's a big pound, about 90 pound peck on his back. Some little rookie pecking it. He certainly, it's a hard thing for him. But the army knows they got to trade him for that. Because he's going to need it. Every piece of equipment, he's going to need it when he hits the battle. And that's what we ought to do today, friend. We got to take the whole word of God because we are all going to need it. 
We got to use every word that's in there. It's thus saith the Lord. And we've got to use the full gospel, all of it. Now, when God had fortified his children, he fortified with the best thing that he could find because it's his own children. And he fortified the church by the word, his own word. Just ask them to believe his word. That's all there was. Satan, by his wisdom, caused Eve to break down that barrier. Just one place. Satan admitted every bit of the word was right, but said, surely, that's all he had to know. Surely, you won't die. And that was the loophole. He got Eve from behind the word with one little doubt. That's exactly where he gets the church today. The same thing. Just that one little doubt brings you on this side. And now there's no way to ever try to think that God will ever spare you through belonging to a church, belonging to an organization, or a group, or whatever it is, or a sensation. You've got to believe his word and act upon the same right. There is the only way. That's God's program at the beginning. That's God's program down through the life. That's God's program now is the church must stay behind the word. That's the only way that he can be safe. Can we say amen to that? We're not supposed to have preachers, people that are novices. If you see someone from Zimbabwe that says he's a preacher, ask him, where do you preach there? There's pastors that you know that are there say, which pastor are you preaching? And I says, oh, I'm my own man. He says, okay, you are free also to be your own man here because we are part of a body. <laughs> we got some doctors in here. They've gone through a lot of training to become doctors so that they can look after your bodies. They know everything about your body. They cannot pass without knowing all those things and how to handle those things. Now your souls that are more precious than 10,000 worlds, how can that be put into the hands of someone just because he failed in school, because he was not diligent and he can't get a job and he's now appointed himself as a preacher? That is cheap labor. If a man has a ministry and they're calling us for the paid degree, where did you begin? Where have you preached? How and what? What's what? What? Some of these people that just come up from nowhere and want to get somewhere. If you come from nowhere, stay in nowhere. If you don't want to be in the, in the church message churches, stay out. Yeah. If someone comes from here, I say, all right, who do you know in South Africa? Who is your pastor? Who raised you? Oh no, brother, we just lay, we just said the God just spoke to me and we've got our own church over there. I say, okay, you can start your own little church here. I have no time for experiments. There's a man, there's men here that we have worked for over years. That somewhere there, if you don't think any of them is good, why am I good? What's good about me and bad about my brothers that are here? No, we don't want these people that squeeze in. And then after some time, they'll be telling people false visions and so forth and giving people promises. If you are a failure in life, promises mean so much to you. <laughs> to be promised, I see you owning a building, a 15-story building. 
I'll tell you the rest of it sometime, brother. I want you to take a three-day fast. Nonsense. I want you to go for a three-day fast so that you can get your 15-story building. That's, that's what the Pentecostals are doing. And those men love women. No joke about it. And the beer too. There's very few Pentecostal preachers who don't drink beer. What has happened to them? They are no longer Pentecostals. They left all the foundations. They have moved in there because they rejected to move with the light. They have been, they have been renegated. They've been relegated, demoted. That's why they are teaming up with the Rome. They actually asked ask the, the Pope to forgive for the protest. I'm a Protestant. Even when I, if I, if I die before the Lord comes, my body in the grave will be protesting. It will be protesting. But others, a little bit of money. A little bit of money will make them say, ah, let's talk about it. Balaam, when he was offered money, God had told him, don't go with them. But when the stakes were raised, he said, let me talk to him again. He said, look here, Mr. God, please, understand me. I need school fees. I need school fees. Can't God give you? But God is willing to give. There's a promise. There's a promise. So if someone says, where, is, where are you getting all this? I'm reading those things for you. This is what the message is all about. If the soldier is going to need the shepherd, is going to need the knife, is going to need all these things in the battle and all the armor, how much more in this battle? You are going to need all the 1,200 messages that Brother Branham preached. You are going to need all the 66 books of the Bible. You will need all that. You will need the testimonies that you have had. Because sometimes when you meet a certain devil and you heard that another brother met that devil and overcome, you can say, you Satan, you tried this on our brother and failed. Get away from here. You can use the testimony of a brother as well because if it's a true testimony. Amen. When children are hungry, they can pick up food from the dustbin. Why do message people hunger? Why do they hunger? What do you do in most of your life? Some of you sisters, here is another one, a sidewinder for you. Susanna Wesley, the wife of John Wesley, had 17 children to raise, but she still had three hours to pray. She didn't have time to spend on Facebook and all these things. Think about it. While you are doing the dishes, let the message be. The message is playing. So you are using all the time. I got the message on my phone. I got it on my iPad. I got it in my car. I got it everywhere. So even if I'm going somewhere, we are going hunting somewhere, we are listening to the voice, we are listening to the message. And the devil says, ah, these people. They are still listening. In my tent when I'm hunting there, I'm sleeping while the prophet is preaching to me. We take advantage of technology. We don't complain about what the devil can do with his technology. We know what we can do with that technology. 
If I am, if I have a long g- distance to drive, sometimes when we get there, I say, oh my goodness, I'm waiting there before I finish my message. <laughs> sometimes I get there somewhere, they even come into my house. Sometimes my children know, sometimes I park my car outside to finish my message before I get into the house. So the devil says, ha ha, this, this man. <laughs> One time when we came from a, a, a convention, a drunken man was sent by the devil. He smashed my 200 series Land Cruiser. So he ran through a, road bro- a, a, ro- a robot and hit our car. We didn't have anything. That thing pushed out all the airbags and we were very safe. We were very safe. The car was not. But we finally, my son brought it here. It was fixed. It's looking new. And I'm back again in style. What's wrong with that? <laughs> What's wrong with that? Sometimes the devil gets angry. He, he can spit on your shadow. If he comes and touches your car, what is he touched? Uh, God can give us another one, a better one too. What's wrong with that? So sisters, use the time. Remember your husband is resting on you, praying for him. Where he is out there, where is he? He's Jezebel. Some of them have been with fetish and sangomas to get something to get you down and you are dreaming about it. If that is happening, it's just a sangoma. Tell the devil that you can help yourself. Since you are not married. Because God does not want an unknown quantity. He tests people. Are you ready to be tested? Yeah, Brother Branham, he says, we are going to see God in the universe, God in his word, God in his sons, God in his people. We will go on for our subjects like that, but being with uh, this whole throat, throat that I have, I'm doing the best I can to struggle through. I'm going to speak on those four things. And by these four witnesses, when, th- when three is a confirmation, yes, two is a confirmation. But if four will confirm it, it will be double confirmation. Then we ought to believe with all our hearts this. No one ever knowed God, but what longed to see God. There's just something in human hearts that calls out to see God. And I've often made that statement that every cult that ever raised in the world are nothing in the world but hungry children seeking bread. And if the preacher doesn't give him the bread of life, the devil will give him a garbage can to eat out of. So we got to give them bread, the bread of life, the word of life. Here he says we find Job, the oldest book of the Bible. And Job was a righteous man and how he was tested. Now God doesn't tempt men, but God tries men, tests them. God cannot tempt you, but God can test you. And every son that cometh to God must be tested or a child trained before he can be a son. And if we can't stand chastisement, the Bible said we become illegitimate children and not the children of God. Because the child of God is born of God and he will stand the test anyway, anytime. 
under any condition. That's right. He that's born a child of God. That's born of God does not commit sin. Notice now Job was going through a testing. And Satan had told God, if you, I, I will let you, I will, I will make him kiss you to your face. See, that old accuser. God says, you just can't do it. I like that. God had confidence in Job. And notice Satan come to him. And he done everything to take a, his life. And when all these troubles had happened to Job, I like to see him when that great hour of testing, when his members of the church came and accused him a secret sinner, and Job still held, he knowed he was tending them, God's provided sacrifice, a burnt offering. Amen. Job being tested. If you are being tested, people may also be used by God. He allows the devil to annoy them to say very annoying things to you. It's part of the test. It's because God has got very big plans for you. You are being trained for something. Everyone thought it, it is written fin the end about Job. When they heard about his wealth, about his children and his sickness, they said, we know that is AIDS. We know it's AIDS. Yeah. Yeah. He was boasting too much. We knew that all no man can survive today without an extra wife. So he was trying to make it a secret. They really thought Job had a secret wife like all those guys were having. But Job was a different man. He knew what he was doing. And God allowed him to be tested. But when he went through the test and he allowed people to really say absurd things, common sense will make you say things that are not true. And then when the test was over, Job was vindicated. And he had a restoration. In the resurrection, that's where you see how big Job is. You will see how big Job is in the program of God. Because Job is the oldest book. Job was there before Abraham. He's the stock that came from all those Noah's and Enoch and those. Somewhere there, those that, that were not known about. That book was even written before these other things. So in the resurrection, Branham tells us that in the resurrection, even as they are rising, even him, Brother Branham, when he resurrects, he resurrects with his wife. He collects his children. He collects all that, uh, those that are connected to him. And even the patriarchs, they will connect to their families and connect to their senior brother right up to Judah. Judah will connect to Isaac. Isaac will connect to Abraham. And they will connect to Job. Job will connect to Enoch and Noah and them and connect right up to Adam. He's very senior. Who can take what Job took? Overnight, when God can trust you, he can allow things to happen to you that other people will not be allowed to even see in a dream. But he knows you can bear it. When that happens, know that God trusts you. You just say, thank you, Lord. You know I can handle it. There are people who look like they are strong, but they are not strong. Then there are others who look like they are weak, but they are very strong. It's only when the test comes. And the test in this hour is concerning the word. 
it's concerning the word. That's where the testing comes. Can we say amen to that? The first here brother Branham says in God of this evil age. Now notice closely as we study the word God of this evil age that we are living in now. May seem strange, a strange thing in this age of grace. God is taking a people for his namesake that is his bride in this every age that should be called the age of evil. The very age that God is calling a people for his namesake by grace out and is called an evil age. Now we'll prove by the Bible that this is the age that he was speaking of. Very strange thing to think that in an evil age, God then would call his bride. Notice, he said a people, not a church. Why? Yet it's called the church. But he would call it a people. Not a church is a gathering of many people of different makeups. But God is calling one here. He didn't say, I'll call Methodist, Baptist, Pentecostal. He said he would call a people. What for? His name. See, a people. One from the Methodist, one from the Baptist, one from the Lutheran, one from the Catholic. But he's calling not a church group, but a people for his name. That he receives his name, engaged in his name, going to a wedding to be married to him, to become part of him. See, by predestination, just as a man chooses a wife, a right wife in his life, was ordained to be part of his body. So that is the bride of Christ will be. And now is from old, ordained by God to be part of that body. See, the scriptures are so rich, full of honey. Notice not someone has said what someone called but what God chose before the foundation of the world and is calling these people in these last days. Not an organization a people for his name. And this evil age is when he is doing it. This very age of deception. Last week in Matthew 24 it was the most deceiving age of all ages. All the ages of deceit from the Garden of Eden all the way down. There's never been an age so deceptive as this age. This is why, this is where the test is. It's not about rent. It's not about school fees. It's not about where you stay. It's about the word. That is where the test is. It's the most deceiving age right from Eden. All the deceptions that you know of, they are not as subtle as the deception of today. You know very well that Rebecca and her son Jacob, they perfected an art of deception until Isaac, a prophet. Isaac, all those were prophets, they were prophetic people. When they came, he said, he, he said, I'm not sure what's going on here. How did you get it so quick? He says, oh, daddy, your, girl, your God has blessed me. And he caught the voice. He says, come near me. And then he called close. He wanted to feel the hands. The hands. He said, the voice is Jacob. But the hands, it's Esau. And they had taken care of all that. And the smell. He said, he was sniffing. He said, yeah, 
The smell is Esau, so it must be Esau. When deception is perfected, it takes every detail. He could have said, no, no, the voice is not right. But because it was ordained to be, Joshua himself, first people were deceivers. They came with old bread, old clothes, everything old and said, we came this with this bread fresh. We've come a long way. These clothes were new. And they looked at that. They said, these people must come from far. It was deception. Today, a man can come from West Africa and live here for some years and know everything about every preachers and message and so forth without them knowing he's here. When he begins to play some games, you think he's new. You are talking with people that have perfected the art. South Africa has got structures. I've been to Nigeria. It's a great nation, great, wonderful, mighty men of God, good friends of mine. But the systems are not holding to make a man feel safe to keep his money there or keep his family there. Because even as we are speaking, Boko Haram is killing people and nothing is happening to them. Right now as we are speaking. Because they now have a Muslim in the, in the, in the palace. The last time when the Christians complained and so forth, he compulsorily uh, retired generals. And the majority of them that he retired were the Christians. Uh-huh. Brother, I am connected to good people in good size and good places in Nigeria that I speak to every day. I can never have anything against Nigeria. I know it's the devil that hates that people. That same devil hates you, hates me. But he has a program for them. He's got a program for you. Like out there in Zimbabwe, we've got some of the most intelligent people you can find. And some of them here, they are trying to be border jumpers and so forth. But there are people good enough to teach at, at a senior secondary school. But the systems are not holding. That's where the devil got us there. To disperse the people and so forth. You can, we have some people that are medical doctors that go overseas and they say, no, we don't recognize your degree here. Start afresh. And because the home is not all right in Congo, there he says, all right, let me start afresh. He gets people that way. So every nation, there's a program. We must know how to sympathize with each other. In those situations. And I, I know they are praying that something will happen in Nigeria. And I know it will happen. <laughs> you know what they are praying for? For God to do his will. <laughs> when people at a funeral say God has done his will, you know what they mean. <laughs> That's what they are praying for God to do his will. <laughs> in Nigeria. And they are almost there. They are really praying. <laughs> a message man cannot pray for someone to die because we are well taught. But those people are so angry. They are saying, these devils, Lord, let that devil die. He's killing your children and so forth. <laughs> and this is a good God. He'll hear them for sure because they are really angry because those people are doing wrong. You'll be amazed what the devil can do when he gets a chance. Let's read the spoken word. Because the spoken word, you can see it after I'm gone. When I'm gone back to my country, you can still go and read those things and it will continue to really uh, feed you and excite you. Are you enjoying this? This is the most deceptive age. False prophets will arise and show wonders. Signs and wonders. 
Impossible to deceive the very elected. No? Just called formal statue churches and so forth of man-made theology that wouldn't. The elite would never pay no attention to that. But it's up there almost like the real thing. Just leaving out one word is all you have to do. Promise of the age. Very great time. Christians everywhere. Take heed to the hour we are living in. Mark down and read and listen. What would God call your people out of this age for? For his name. The reason it is to try her. He, the reason is, it is to try her, his bride. When she is made manifest, been tried, been proven, proved to Satan, like it was a beginning, in the beginning, so shall it be at the end. As the seed starts in the ground, it comes up through carriers of life, but it ends up the same seed that it was when it went into ground. At the same way, the seed of deceit fell in the ground in Eden, is the same way it ends up in the last days. Just as the gospel was when it fell into a denomination in Nicaea, Rome, it ends up in a super organization. Just as the seed of the church fell back there with signs, wonders, and the living Christ among them, it ends up in the last days under the ministry of Malachi 4 and restores back again the original faith that was once delivered. We find now this evil age is to prove to Satan she is not like Eve. That she is not that type of a woman. She will be tried by his word. The bride, as Adam's bride was tried by the word, Adam's bride believed every bit of the word, all but confused on one promise. That is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Today, see? But failed on one promise under the temptation of the enemy, face to face. And now people is called for his name, of course, his bride. She is to come in contact again by the same thing, not just by denominational truth or something, but by every word. For in the beginning of the bride, the man was given the word of God to live by. One word misinterpreted. A man called Satan in a person of animal called the serpent. Satan in this person could talk to Eve and ministered the word to her and was lost. See, it must be every word. And in the middle of the Bible, Jesus came and said, Men shall not live by bread alone, by every word when he was tempted by Satan. And now God telling us here in the last days, the God of this world will rise up in the last days. And whosoever shall add one word to it or take one word from it, his part will be taken out from the book. God be merciful and let us not walk as Steve Shet, chest stuck out, headed up, know it all. For we too one time were disobedient. Let us with grace and mercy and feeling in our hearts towards God humbly come to the throne of grace. Amen. This is good, no? I told you, I'll bring what I was saying to show you. I'm preaching what Brother Branham said we must preach. Is it good? You are enjoying it, huh? All right, listen. Here he goes on. Brother Branham says, there's something I said about Ahab and those things. Right, every sign, every wonder, 
anointed men prophesy all kinds of things going forth. This is anointed one, page paragraph 96. All kinds of signs, all kinds of wonders. How are you going to tell the difference? Watch the word for this hour. That's how you take it. Watch Moses, how he could have told Balaam. Watch Micaiah here, how we, he knew he was right. The word before him had been prophesied that for Ahab. And the word before us prophesied these organizations for this day and this curse upon them. And the thing that will take place by his truly anointed church will have the word, a word bride. Here we are. Here it is today, just as it was then. The Bible said in the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every word be established. I spoke of Balaam. I spoke of Balaam and Moses and I have spoke now of Micah and Zedekiah. Now I'm going to give one more, which there is hundreds of them, but one more to make three witnesses. I got a whole string of them written down. Jeremiah was a vindicated outcast, but vindicated prophet. They hated the man. They throwed him or they overripe fruit at him and everything else and he put a curse upon them and the thing that he done and laid out on the one side and give them signs and so forth. Every prophet, every prophet that ever raised in the world cursed those denominational organizations of church. How could it change by an unchanging God? The Holy Spirit is the prophet of, the prophet of this hour. He are vindicating his word, proving it. The Holy Spirit was the prophet of Moses' hour. The Holy Spirit was the prophet of Micaiah's hour. The Holy Spirit which wrote the word comes and confirms the word. Now watch what happened in the time of Micaiah. Ahab was killed. And the dogs eat his his blood according to the word of God. And then here is something. He goes on to say, I think I let me bypass this. Let me buy some, some, bypass some, some of this thing. All right, here is, I'm now back to God of this evil age. A brother Branham says, and the world seems to be in the most evil age that ever was. Never in any age did women ever act, act like that. Never but just before the destruction of the antediluvian world. And Jesus referred to it. We'll get to that later after a while. Then paragraph 55. Has God lost control? Or is he just permitting another agency to control? I wonder. The true answer to this question is, to my opinion, there is two opposing spirits in the world today at work. Now there can be no more than two, two heads. And one of them is the Holy Spirit at work. The other one is the spirit of the devil. And in the last days in deception. I'm going to base my thoughts right on this here for the rest of the text. The rest of the message. The two spirits, one of them God's Holy Spirit. The other one, the devil's spirit working in deception. The people of the earth are now making their choice. The Holy Spirit is here calling out the bride of Christ. He's doing it by vindicating his word of promise to her for this age. Showing that it was Christ. If the finger is supposed to move in this age, the finger will move. If the foot is supposed to move in this age, the foot will move. If the eye is supposed to see in this age, the eye will see. 
The spirit of God as it grows into the full stage of God is the age that we are living in. The Holy Spirit is here vindicating the message of the hour. And the Holy Spirit is doing it so that the people that believe God will be called out of the chaos. And the devils and Holy Spirit is here calling his church by error as usual. By perversion of the word of God like he did at the beginning. See, it come right back to that seed time again. Thank God for a prophet like that. Hallelujah. Here he goes on to say, oh ye false teachers. So saith God. Someday you will reap what you are sowing. You blind leaders of the blind. I'm not angry. I'm just telling you a truth. And I wouldn't have said this up here if in that room, if the Holy Spirit didn't say, say it that way. Say it in that manner. Have I told you anything wrong but what God proved to be right? Wake up, my brethren, before it's too late. But let me say this. How could a thorn wake up and be a thistle when it was predestinated for that? How could the elect keep from seeing it? Because the elected are elected to see it. All the Father has given me will come. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, This is Malachi 4. That's my prophet. That's my absolute. That's why I left my organization. That's why I'm following this message. I'm now looking at the word. And I'm getting God to answer my prayers using this very message. God honors his word. We're not saying if this is your word. We know it is his word. Someone says, God, if you are God, I want a job by Monday. Does he become God by giving a job? (laughs) I've heard people praying like that. (laughs) God, if you want me to worship, do this for me. He said, don't worry, I don't want you to worship. (laughs) Do you think you worship God as a favor to him? If you worship God, it's a favor to yourself. You must say, God, I want to thank you that you have allowed me to worship you. Because all my ancestors worshipped idols and spirits, but you have allowed me to worship you. God is not your postman. He's not a man to pay your bills. He's not someone that you send and say, God, do this for me. God, do this for me. Uh -uh. That's not God. If you want something from God, the right mental attitude to any promise of God, any promise of God, if you have the right mental attitude towards it, it will bring it to pass. The very thing that you want. If you know that God has promised it, you say, Lord, Though the economy is crumbling, though this is so and so, but your word gives me assurance. And you know how God does it? He moves elements. He knows how to move elements. Even in this hour, a big company went broke in our country because there's something that I desired. Big, very big company. And did so many things and the things were bought all over and so forth. 
They tried to interplead so that the things would not be sold. But I was desiring something they had. I didn't even know they had it. But when I also went to attend, I found, oh, my heart smote me and said, oh, this thing is here. In my heart, I said, Lord, sometimes you have made blind people to see. Today, can you make people who see not to see? It's amazing, you know. That's why we sing back home. What God does is wonderful. It will cause you to laugh sometimes. And say, ah, but does God really go this far? Yes, he does. He keeps his word. Even the hairs in your head, they are numbered. They are numbered. And you know, they had, they had seven items. And then the first item when it was called, people saying, are there seven of them? Uh, so I think he'll take one and then I can buy the other one. So I, I finally got my bid of $900. So the auctioneer said, how many do you want? I said, all of them. There was disappointment. I said, all of them. Because I said, if my God gives me, will I not take? <laughs> if your God gives you, do you not receive? I was desiring something. I didn't even know that God would move elements so that God, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. He took away from them and gave to me. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with that? He moves elements. How did God, how did Elisha break the siege? God had told me, stay there with the people. He said, but Lord, there's, there's all this. He said, uh-uh. Your word, it was your word that said, this is coming. You must stay there to see your word fulfilled. Stay there. He was bound, he stayed in Samaria until they were selling donkeys. A donkey's head was selling for a fortune. And people were eating their babies at night. And then he put Elisha in a squeeze when they wanted to chop off his head. Then he, when he saw in a flash vision that they were coming for him, said to the people, hold that door fast. Don't let them come in while I'm trying to make a plan. <laughs> Before they shut the door, the people were in. And Elisha, right there, he sank. Something went down and he said, oh, the thing is of the Lord. Every plan has failed. But... That man that anointed me and said I'll be a prophet, he did not lie to me. His word is here with me. One time Elijah in his squeeze, did he not speak in the revelation of his faith when he said if I be a man of God, let fire come from heaven. Elijah had not seen a vision. It was the ex of an angry prophet. He himself, he spoke in the revelation of his faith. You in serious situation, you can speak in the revelation of your faith. He spoke and said tomorrow by noon. That is the third pool. This is the areas where we are playing. This is the faith we are trying to anoint, not to try to tell people. Uh, that is house. Someone wanted to steal his house 10 years ago. What good is it today? What good is it? No, that is nothing. No, evil spirits can, can look around and find information. Sometimes not even evil spirits, just people on the internet. Those are cheap tricks for me. Anyway, we've got wonderful brothers from all over the world, but 
when people come from there, our brothers, we asked our brothers from Ghana, do you know this man? They said, no, say, no, indeed, no, we don't know him. We said, no, brothers, we don't want you to just quick make a quick answer. Check around, we said, we have checked everywhere, we don't know the man. So if a man is not known in the message, why should he be known in the message here? What is your reference point? Brother Branham says, I want to show you how deceiving the devil is. Just how deceiving. We are still in the anointed ones. How deceiving the devil is. One day, one day he said, Martin was studying and up come a mighty angel, crown on his head, golden shoes on, lays around his garments, golden. So Martin, do you know me? He said, I'm your savior, Jesus. I'm the one that saved you. Worship me. But the prophet, knowing there was a little something strange there, he kept looking at him. He said, Martin, I'm your savior, Jesus Christ. Worship me. Don't you know me? Martin kept looking at him. The scripture running through his mind. He said, Satan, get away from me. And I'm saying, Satan, get away from South Africa. You got a crown on your head. And the word of God says the saints will crown him at the end of the age. Wouldn't that have been good Pentecostal bait? Watch that word, brother. That's where that's where it is. He says there one day in the monastery. I'm on paragraph 206. One day in the monastery, they had an old saint there. A bunch of young monks. There was one of them kind of irritable. Watch this here. It's a good parable today. He wanted to be something above the rest of them. He wanted to show himself authority bigger than something, something better, all class, you know, and the big, great, great, big something. He had to be classical, always wanted the other brethren, you know. He know he had to be different, see? And he, no matter what it was, he was very arrogant. I saw that arrogant spirit on that very man that people say he's humble least he was not humble to me. He was the only pebble on the beach. There was nobody could touch him. Now watch what happened. He had to have something big. He had to have compared with the big societies. You follow me? So, see, he said, he prophesied, he said, the Lord has made me a prophet also. I'm a prophet. Now there was one identified prophet in the land and that was in Martin. He was born a prophet. But this kid said, yeah, young fellow said, young monk about 25 years old, he said, the Lord has made me a prophet and I'm going to prove it to you. Said, tonight the Lord is going to give me a big fine robe, put it on me, a white robe and set among you. Then all of you shall come up to me. See, you will take orders from me. There are brothers already taking orders from this man. Don't do such a foolish thing. People that should be learning from you, you are learning from them. It's your own fault. This is why I like military things. In the army, you know, there is ranks. Yeah. <laughs> no matter how old you are. If a man is a colonel and they are a major, you have to salute. There's no two ways about it. <laughs> if your father is the minister of defense and this man is a, is, is a general, is a brigadier, he's your boss. There's no ways about it. But when people lose their rank because you are disorientated. People who used to be teaching, they are now teaching you. 
They are saying, no, it needs some bit of oil. It needs people to line up and so forth. And anything. Go and pray with your head down and your feet in there. They will do anything they are told. Look, this is not new. The idea is getting people to submit to something else. And when people foolishly submit, that's it. Then their spirit is captured. They may know that it is wrong, but they don't have any power to do anything. They only have yourself to blame. Let's see what this young man was up to. Right, because I kept my jacket, so that's why I need the water. Right, thank you. But this kid, young fellow, you know this, he said all of you will be taking orders from me. Now compare that today, see? I'll be the head of the organization. I'll take care of you, the rest of you monks. And sure enough, that night, I want it up here, I want it up here, where I can have it. Okay. Right, brothers and sisters. He says, Brother Branham says, and sure enough, that night, the lights come on in the building. So the writing of the St. Martin says, read it. And it's authentic. It's history. And the lights come on. And all the rest watched. And he had on a white robe standing among them. He said, see what I told you. But that's contrary to the word. And when he went and got the old dean of the college, he walked up and down a little bit and said, son, that doesn't sound right. He said, there's only one way. Here it is. There's only one way for us to know. It looked supernatural, boy. Pentecost would have grabbed that root, sinker, and line, hook, and everything else. He said, the miracle, the miracle may seem all right, but it doesn't seem to be right to the word. Now, we have such a person, an anointed prophet by the name of Martin. Come, go up before him. The guy said, no, Martin ain't got nothing to do with this. He said, no, you are going anyhow. They grabbed him by the arm and took him to before Martin and the robe left him. See? deceive the elect if it were possible. See? They know them. Jesus said, my sheep know my voice. May we stand. May we leave it here. May God bless you. It will be a little while before this young man does any more discernment. Because he, he tried it on me and told me about something that happened many years ago that's on the internet. And I kept quiet for some time. And after some time I said, so? Do you think that impresses me? What good is that? Where, in what way does it help me? I could see already that he was surprised that I am not impressed at all. When you have drunk good water, you won't thirst for all these things. Let me say this. Brother Branham tells us 
of a certain island where the people were so cunning and so wicked that whenever a ship came, they would have the men hiding in an ambush. And they had the women to dance in a tantalizing way and sing in such a way that the sailors, they would be drawn to come to see this. And when they are drawn in there, when they come on land, then they are ambushed and killed and the ship is taken. And so many have perished that way. Then another, another captain was curious. He wanted to see what is all this. So he said, I'm going to go there. And he made a plan. He said to his sailors, I want you, all of you, I want you to tie me to that post. And I want you to tie my mouth. And even if I say to you, turn the ship there, don't, don't listen to that. Keep on going. And they tied him there so that he will not be tempted to say, turn in there. And as they were getting close by, he could see, and the man, he said, my goodness, this is worth dying for. He struggled to say, turn on, turn on. He couldn't until they had passed him. And then when they passed through, they went their way. And this man was glad that they did not untie him. Then when, when they were where they went, they listened to some very good music. They made something real genuine. And they had a good experience. And then when they were coming back, past the same thing. They said to his captain, brave rover, shall we tie you to the mast again? He said, leave me alone. I've tested something good that does not attack me at all. Let me tell you, don't tie me. At all, don't worry about tying me. There are nothing from West Africa or from hell, from, from America, outside of this message, attacks me in any way whatsoever. May God bless you all. A round of applause. How many are pledging that outside this message of Malakafo, we are willing to accept nothing? How many are pledging that outside the Malakafo message, we are willing to accept nothing? Don't suffer what I, from what I call the hugger moment. While you are waiting for a genuine thing, then you make your plan. And God doesn't recognize your plan. We have had a genuine prophet in the end time. And we are not negotiating with the enemy. He remains relevant until we are taken home. Any other minister, any other elder, any other, whoever you may call them, they must be subjected to the message. Yes. If they are not, then they are cursed. Amen. Amen. Let's sing here. I don't know what beautiful song you have there. 
alone a holy. holy. He's holy. He's holy. He's holy.
that correct, right mental attitude yes. towards his promise Hallelujah. can make a difference in your life tonight. Hallelujah. You have heard the word, so you can raise up your hand and say, Lord, it's me. Yes. Man, he sees that hand, he sees the need, he sees your heart, he sees that desire right there. And he's going to meet it tonight. Hallelujah. Lord Jesus, we are very much thankful tonight. Ways, oh God, fail us. Hallelujah. When you have spoken in such a way, Lord, not sparing anything aside. Yes. But Lord, love is corrective. Yes. My God, that is an expression of love. Yes. That's why, Almighty God, we are very glad today that at the ark, Almighty God, there were four beasts guarding the ark. Yes. Lord, in any direction, the enemy was compacted, Father. And we are very grateful once again in these last days that we are living in, oh God, that King Jehovah, we have raised men that could able, Almighty God, take the word, oh Lord, and take it and give it to the children of Almighty God as pure as pure can it be, Father. And that's why our hands are raised up, oh God, tonight to know that the very same God who cares about our soul is the very same God who cares about our needs. And that's why, Almighty God, you say, ask anything in my name, it shall be granted unto you. And that's why all of us here this morning, this afternoon, this evening, Lord, we have risen our hands because we believe in that promise tonight. We believe in that word tonight. The Lord that has spoken and so shall it be. That's when Almighty God has found a resting place in our hearts. And that's why as the bride of the Lord Jesus Christ, Lord, we defy all odds of the enemy tonight. We have lived our hands. We have Almighty God opposed gravity tonight because you know greater is the one who has made the promise. It's not about us. It's about you, Lord. What you have said, you're going to stand by it every time, anywhere, in any condition. You don't change your word. You don't change your mind. Oh God, your word is sure and almighty God is settled forever. And that's why we have got faith in that word tonight. We have got faith in that promise of God tonight. And that's why, Lord, we lift our hands and we say, let your people rejoice. When they get out of here, Lord, may something happen in their hearts. Something, almighty God, a confirmation, a revelation. Let it strike them, oh God, and say, yes, by the hand, by the help of Almighty God, I God what I wanted tonight because we came here, Almighty God, with needs. Oh God, I know for sure that those needs were addressed tonight, Father. I'm God of a doubt, Lord, the way you spoke, Lord, you are addressing our needs, we are addressing our questions, we are addressing our question marks, and I don't have a doubt this after tonight, Father, that we have answered every question, Father, because we came here with an expectation, and now we are going home. Our hearts are settled in the world, our hearts are settled in the Malachi for ministry. Our hearts are settled down in the revealing of the hour. And we thank you, Lord. May you bless this congregation. Oh, God, bless the pastor of this church.
that's the deacons of God, the trustees, the treasure almighty God. Every member of this assembly, may the blessings of God rest upon them, Father. May you continue, almighty God, King Jehovah, to show yourself alive in their lives. May you continue, almighty God, to reveal yourself more and more. Even our visitors, oh God, in our gates, we bless them in the name of Jesus Christ. Let them go out as well, rejoice and say, yes, indeed, God, you touched me. Father, we are about to leave now. We are going to our respective homes. The way you brought us here, Father, with that angel that has been with us, let the very same angel take us home safely, Lord, until we meet again at your appointed time in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, with my thanksgiving. Amen and amen. If you can take your seats. I just want to, in summary, just to give a testimony of that lady that was seen by neurosurgeons. You remember her? Yes, yes, yes. I just want you to come and just give a, a shortened version of that testimony. Uh, and then thereafter, I'll explain why I wanted to. The testimony that he's going to give regarding the woman, I personally met the woman in Zimbabwe and spoke to her, and I can put it on record, it is authentic. Amen. God bless you, brother. Maybe give us that mic. This one. Amen. Take this one. I greet you all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, my name is Pastor Mike Mudoti. I live in Zimbabwe. I'm a Zimbabwean, raised by uh, Pastor Godwin Chitsinde. I came to the message in, nine, in 19... Uh, uh, was it 90? Yeah. And I have never missed church. But I believe in the message of the hour. I believe it... Uh, with all my heart. At one time I left uh, Zimbabwe to go and live in England where I am sojourning. I can say it's sojourning because uh, my home is in Zimbabwe. Uh, apparently, in short, I don't want to keep you long, my family is still in, in, in England because my children were still in school and uh, we're planning now to come back. Um, but right now, we are still in England. I'm the only one that is back home. Um, sometime, about five years ago, I visited home in Zimbabwe. And um, they were there, you see, we, I pray for the sick. That's my ministry. I pray for the sick. Um, and things happened, many things happened in my life. Um, and I, I'll give you this one, how I came to know that I had a gift. At one time, we were coming from South Africa with my wife, and we were driving. At that time, we were using vehicles to go back home. And I had an accident, and my daughter died on the scene. And uh, when she died, I prayed for her, and she resurrected. So, and then I thought it was, ah, it happens. And then uh, my uncle, uh, my mother's brother 
I was uh, diagnosed with cancer. She, he was taken home because to die. And uh, it, one of the days in the morning, he actually passed away. And people were now preparing to, you know, put fire outside and put the tent and everything. Then he resurrected all of a sudden. Then I arrived to see. I had come for the funeral because a word had been put around that he had died. So uh, when I got to the homestead, uh, he lives in Borodell. He lived in Borodell. And uh, when I got there, I found him. He was, he was breathing. So I prayed for him. We left. And then all of a sudden, the following morning, he was up and about. And then he was taken back to hospital. And then in hospital, he fully recovered, completely with no cancer. And he came to church to give a testimony. So, we have seen so many uh, cancer testimonies, and all many uh, testimonies. So uh, at one time, there was a, a professor who, lived, who lives in America. And his brother is, um, is a senator in the in government. Because I want to lay a background where I, you can see how it happened. And then this professor was told by the, his brother, who is now in church, who was healed of a tumor that was in between his ear and the eye. He could not go straight. He, used to, he, he had to be whole, held and uh, to be led by either a son or daughter or wife or someone for him to be able. And he had, he have, he had left uh, government because of the sickness. And he was completely healed and he's still healed and he's now back in government as a senator. Then, then this um, his brother, who lives in America as a professor, um, he, he was told of the recovery. And he was sick in America. And he came back home to come and say, I, I'm, I've just come to say goodbye because I'm dying. Uh, doctors have diagnosed various diseases and complications. So I don't think I'll make it. And then we prayed for him, he recovered. And when he recovered, there was a woman who was, uh, who had been diagnosed with a very rare spinal condition, which uh, was very, very rare. He, she had been working as a medical uh, doctor, consultant, and so on. And she, her name is Sister Muzurewa. She is a daughter of, uh, of Dr. Ebel uh, Muzorewa, daughter-in-law of Dr. Uh, of Bishop Ebel Muzorewa. And she was working in Namibia. And in Namibia, that's where she got sick. They tried everything they, in Namibia, back home in Zimbabwe, until she was taken to America to the medical institution of medical science where the top doctors of this world practice and they try 
medications and they failed and then she came back home bedridden she could not walk she could do nothing then when she was one day she was lying in a in a in a house wasted as she was watching the television there was a program of our church which appears on Sundays or oh, it was on a Saturday and then she saw this man the professor that was testifying and then she said in her heart if that man was healed i would get him hallelujah and then she this, she told her family the, the husband uh, that she wanted to come to church to be prayed for and then she came the pastor pray uh, preached usual fire powerful and she was lying at the back of the church on the floor and as we finished normally we have prayer lines for people that are coming from everywhere and i found her lying there so i said i thought let me start with her i preached a little bit you know about faith and then uh, i went to her i asked her i didn't know her i asked her a name she told me and i said you see sometimes god does not allow you to know any details about a person because then you will start employing some you know a little bit of extra and it doesn't allow you to do that many of my testimonies are are so I approached the the, the 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 person in the most humblest way. The prayer was not even two minutes. I just laid my hands and I said few words and I said, "Raise up, you are healed." And then she raised straight away. She started walking. From that minute, she is healed. up to this minute. She is in church. She is completely healed and many others. May God bless you. God bless you. Amen. Uh medically proven that the healing took place was it the some of her colleagues the medical colleagues came to church to give the testimony as well yeah, from, namibia. from namibia and the who was the presidential candidate in america that worked on her case uh, ben the, come again he worked on her case okay and they failed and the god of william brenham the god of malakafo resulted a matter amen if you are sick after the service brother mloti will be we've got a satellite log cabin church there you just make your way there and i said my my wife's eyes has uh, she had a problem with her eyes for quite some days a few over the last few days she had a problem with her eyes i said brother mlodi will pray for you
she'll be one of the people that you'll go and pray for her. Amen. Uh, it's not a gimmick. I've said, I've looked at the testimonies that the brother has given and I've met the people that they spoke about. Actually, the woman whose 350,000 debt was written off, when she came to give the testimony, she was not yet, I don't know whether she's baptized now. She was in the process. She said, if this message is the truth, God, I want you to resolve my situation. And it was in a convention. And her debt was written off. When she gave the testimony, I was with Brother Chizindi. And I can tell you, God is at work. Amen. Amen. So make your way there. And then the brother will help you. Uh, he requested just four deacons to help him there at the Lock Cabin Church after the service. Amen. Can we stand up? Thereafter, we are going to really... How, how, many, how many are rejoicing? Uh, look, it's a blessed weekend because getting brother, I think his phone doesn't stop ringing. You can imagine if they've got a broadcast on a national television and they've put... It, Pastor Chitindi has put his number on that program. Brother Mloti's number is on that program. Their cell, phone, cell phones do not stop ringing. So they have left thousands and thousands of people back home just to come this way. My view, they did not come to resolve the issue of uh, uh, the prophet that is going around. I think God orchestrated events that these two men must be here for a specific purpose. And while they are here for that purpose, they can deal with other matters by the way. What we attended to, it was by the way. The main thing is that somebody can get their healing. Amen. And that's why Brother Muloti, I think, when did we meet the other time when we were in Pretoria? It must have been almost four, four years ago. Yeah, four or five years ago. And I always had the desire that they would come to Whitbank. And five years later, they, here they are. Amen. For somebody, for somebody. Hallelujah. The right mental attitude towards any divine promise of God will make it come to pass. And you must remember, maybe sometimes we say, ah, I'm not sick. But there could be another form of sickness in your life or a certain condition that you are struggling with that you want God to break the cycle. God can break the cycle this weekend. And by tomorrow, you can be a completely different person operating in a, in, a, in, a, in a revised, divinely revised environment. God bless you richly. I think I want us to rejoice. Hallelujah. Uh, then thereafter, we'll leave. Normally, the people that drink liquor, they drink until what time? One o'clock. Six to six. Hey, but... But Christians, when they drink from their fountain, they want to live early. Nonetheless, let's, let's come up with good songs today. Let's start in Congo. I see we have catered to our Zimbabwean friends until we forgot our Congolese friends. Amen. 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 
another song as the pastor requested hallelujah and I'm going to sing it in the show as well hallelujah and uh, I want everyone to dance and clap their hands hallelujah and uh, these brothers they are going to help me uh, uh, this song goes on I, I, I think you know the song it, it just say Shandila Corona. How many knows that song? Hallelujah. You are going to join us, those who don't know the song. Hallelujah. Usaramba. 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 Oh, 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 oh,
Corona, Corona, Ah, Corona, Usa, Rambe Udaila, Usa, Rambe Udaila, Kana Jesuoya, Ajida, Iwe Kana Jesuoya, Ajida, Iwe, Usa, Usa, Usa Rambe, Iwe, Iwe, Usa.
Hallelujah. He said, I will return back. We know William Branham never returned. But the revealed word of the hour, the spoken word in the tapes, they returned. And after they returned, then, we, then they changed from Sinzinina. Then they said, Africa shall be saved. Sing it. Africa will be saved. Af Africa has been saved. Africa has now saved. The Holy Spirit. The return of the word of God back to the land. message will go back into the jungles of Africa. That is why you see these men are dancing the way they are dancing. Redeemed from the jungles of Africa. This message will never fail, folks. This message will never fail. It is the revealed son of men in the end time. Then a closer man says, if you leave me, if you leave me, come with it.
coming in your backyard the devil is gonna turn up with the volume on you then God released an elder from Zimbabwe for a combat and I was there witnessed we started the night very early and we went through the whole night and then we 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 actually uh, parted from our meeting place at six o'clock in the morning from six o'clock hallelujah six to six those that are six to six and i saw the message coming in combat zone and I, and I, I saw, hallelujah, the men that, that, that people thought we should be afraid of, me, I was just filling up his glass because the mouth was going dry. <laughs> and I, at some point in time, I looked at him and I said, this man is going to have a heart attack. 
we will not accept any other prophet except the prophet that we have already received. Can we get an amen from that? There is no way a man can come up from somewhere who is a journey come late and come and tell us to go on a fast. We refuse such. We have received the higher weight of the hour, which is the third pulp ministry. Can we have an amen on that one? And because, you know, if you're an African, you repented from where your family used to go to Sangomas. Now the devil has gone back to take the Sangomas and he put a suit on them and gave the Bible to them to come and say they can discern us. We reject a Sangoma that is carrying a Bible and wearing a suit. Can you say amen to that? Amen. So, the reason we see us rejoicing, we and all the people that will follow these false prophets, you will see, is the people that are not seasoned in the message of the hour. Some of them will begin to be bored when we say, Brother Branham said, Brother Branham said. You know why? Because the messenger disqualifies these false prophets. So, excuse us when you see us rejoicing. The devil has been defeated this weekend. I was there when uh, Brother Chitsindi and the brother said, Yeah, I can design you. You lost the house. A man robbed you of the house. And if I had been there, I could have warned you. And Pastor Chizini looked him in the eye and said, What is God trying to do? Is he trying to impress me? Because I'm not impressed. But how many message people are being impressed? Uh, Let's close. Let's not preach. One more song, then we release you. Which one will you sing? Amen. After this one, I promise, you are going home. But here is the last parting shot. Stay with the prophet. Stay with his tapes. And anything that is contrary to the message of the hour, leave it alone. And any, any man that can come and give you a, spri- a, a, a spiritual prescription, just check how long he has been in the message. If you cannot count more than 10 years, stay away from that man. Can we get an amen on that one? Amen. And I'm glad, uh, let me not say much so that I cannot land into trouble. That one, the prophet that we were handling, he was representing every false prophet that we know. If that one is defeated, all of them are defeated. He was, we were there by representation. And if we overcame him, that means all message believers were represented in that meeting. He is defeated. Amen. Alright, we will stop there. This thing of being put on a fast, it doesn't work with us, folks. I reject that. A man that does not even know how many messages the prophet gave us, he comes into the church, he gets a prominency to put the whole church on a fast. 
where people are gullible. Amen. Give us a song there. I know the devil is angry because we are angry with him. What song is that? He he temalami. God bless you. to be prayed for, the Lord cabin, the deacons and the elders, if they can help Brother Muloti there to attend to the children of God. But we want that one. Where's Mazuma? Mazuma come behind the machine. We want the, you know, our war, our war cry. And thereafter you are dismissed. Brasbu, we are relieving you there. Amen. How many I pray for Pastor Godwin Chitsini to come back. God will make a way. The word itself says God wins. God wins. Amen. After you are dismissed. Hallelujah. Yankate koche Yeso unamatika Kiena Kiena Kotore Namutaiza kile Adana mamakafuka Yeso unamatika Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. 